Hey, my beautiful friends out there in Heart and Hustle land. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And we've got one of those exciting women with us today. So excited. Let me introduce myself first. I am Paulette Reese-Denis. I am your movement motivator, your passion seeker, soul searcher, life liver, um, transformational lifestyle creativity coach, among a few other things. <laughs> and I'm so glad to have you here again with us today. So we've got a special treat for you today. We have this luscious woman with us. Lucia Pavone is here. Hey, Lucia. Hey, Paulette. Thank you so much for having me. This is oh, my goodness. So excited. And um, I, as you know, I'm in Portland. Lucia was just in Portland teaching a workshop. Well, I was not in Portland that same weekend. How did that not work out? But <laughs> Right? Right. But I get to see her periodically through a group that we have met each other through. Yeah. Um, dealing with coaching and healing and all bringing all wonderful things to the world. So Lucia is bringing such goodness to the world and it has to do with sensuality. It has to do with sexuality. It has to do with blossoming and pleasure and all things yummy. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so Lucia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, yeah, I, I have been um, on a life journey. I think my whole life, just as, as you, the mover and shaker, Paulette, mm -hmm. um, I have a very similar story of, you know, just world travels and uh, brought me into this piece of my life about 16 years ago as um, a mom of a, of a three-year-old and a wife. And I, was, I began my journey of sexual, I call it sexual emancipation, right. and began to really look at the pieces of my life around my sexuality that I wanted to experience in a different way. And um, I mean, there's, there's a long story around it, but the short story is that now I support women who wear multiple hats, who feel you know, exhausted and depleted at the end of the day and have very little time um, for like enjoyment of um, their sensuality and their sex lives to find a really deep connection into their bodies and their sensuality so that they can have a sex life and beyond worth bragging about. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, and and do you do you work with women of certain age bracket or? Whoops! You froze. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, darling? No. Let's see. I'll open up the chat box. Uh, I can now. I don't know why you froze. Oh, there you are. You froze. <laughs> and you froze. So that was weird. Okay. That was weird. Okay. Let's try that again. Hold on. Sure. Change the view here. Okay. So 
my question was, do you work with women of specific age or, or all ages? What, where, where do you go with that? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, my, the age, grade, age um, bracket of, for women that I work with really um, has been from 18 to 70. So it, it really varies. I think if I had to like say an average age, probably women in their 30s. Um, and it doesn't matter if they're single or in partnership, nor does their sexual orientation, how they identify really um, matter either because we're all on a journey of exploration uh, at some point in our lives, I believe, where some women are, or people who identify as women. So those are the women, people who come to me. <laughs> Nice. And so yeah. how did you, how did you fine tune your niche? Oh goodness. This has been a beautiful journey and one that, um, I looking back, uh, is it, wasn't as complex really as I thought it was in the actual, um, journey of it all. I thought, what the heck have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I mean, um, interestingly enough, noticing I'm like moving my, my table. Um, I won't touch it here. Okay. So interestingly enough, when, um, I started this journey to build Lucia Pavone, um, which is my brand and it is my name too. So it's very interesting. Um, I was actually um, a photographer and I still have, you know, my roots in photography. And prior to that, I had been a high school Spanish teacher. I had many multiple hats, right? I had a, I had a art gallery and studio wow. <laughs> in downtown Santa Cruz. I traveled around the country, um, at the, working at the Renaissance fairs. I had a lot of different hats and things I've done. I did. I also am a mother and I homeschooled my daughter. For, who just graduated in June for Ooh, yeah for about 13 years plus. So um, as you can see, I also wear a lot of hats. Yes. And so coming into this place of, you know, saying that I'm a sensuality instructor, uh, pleasure instigator and speaker of um, pleasure-based sex education was a journey for me. It really started out with creating a program for women that involved photography that was really around embodiment and understanding their bodies, understanding the basics of communication, understanding the basics of how their, um, how their bodies function and their, their sexuality is really separate from sensuality, not one and the same, and really a journey of exploration. And then um, bringing it all together through actually using uh, photography as the vehicle at the time to um, really see and capture the progress and change that had happened. And at this time in like two short weeks, you know, I was working with women one-on-one -on -one in these like in intensives. And that really led way to, um, to me opening the doorway to saying, actually, it's not really about photography. It's about, you know, my thousands, like 6,000 hours of sensual research and experience and, um, and true desire for women to have 
and create the lives they want and understand their pleasure, their orgasm, their bodies, their, their functionality beyond just the bedroom. So I know I often talk about, you know, great orgasm and learning about your pleasure. And that's a facet of what I do, what really transpires and what women can, you know, usually and generally leave with is this whole open doorway to possibility in all parts of their lives because sensuality truly isn't like limited to um you know to one place in your life or just to your sex life it translates like through to business and to um parenting and to cooking a meal taking a walk and then it should I mean, and it should it's we are sensual creatures absolutely right? you know we have to have that be part of everyday life Right. And so I think, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, there's a misnomer, misconception that sensuality is directly linked to, um, you know, you see somebody like, oh, she's so sensual. And we think she must be like a completely, you know, um, we, we could, we associate it with like, oh, she's got curves or she's got this or, you know, or we think sensuality is about um, BDSM or garters and like we limit our definitions, right? So um, I support women to actually redefine what their own sensuality is. And um, it, it really goes deeper than just their sex lives. And don't you feel like, you know, when a woman walks into a room and, and a man for that matter, you know, it doesn't matter, yeah. but when they own themselves, and they feel their own beauty yeah. and power. I mean, that's sexual, but it's also very sensual. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the energetic force really that, you know, is in uh, through, what, you know, what we can call sexual energy or some people call it, you know, the kundalini energy or whatever uh, you want to, what name you want to give to it is much more than just an energy that's used for a heightened you know, state of orgasm. It's like that energy is really our life fuel. And like when we find our bodies like cut mm -hmm. off from it, it's really difficult to walk through life. And you do know those people that walk in and you're like, Ooh, who's that? You know, Absolutely. wow. You could feel it in your own body when that person, um, it's just, it's the heat that we give off, you know, the natural we're mammals, right? So we know, um, when we're juiced up and when we're in our bodies, um, that shouldn't be discounted. You know, it's not less important than meditation. It's not less or more important than, you know, feeling heart connection. You know, your sexual energy is truly what I call the piece of, um, you know, that juices you up and you get to actually turn, turn the volume on it, especially as women, you know, you know, we get to turn it up. We get to really adjust like when and where if we, we can fine tune it. And we start to learn that wonderful art of sensual sensuality. You know, it is an art form. It's just like any other art form, just like dance or music or painting that how we move our bodies and how we come up in, in presence and connect to our bodies right. is an art form. And it is learned. It is not innately. And it's not a skill that we're like, um, you know, well, let me get that. Let me turn that around. We are born very sensing beings. Right. Yes. We're fully sensing, but we're conditioned into like shutting down those neural exactly. pathways, right? That's what I was going to say. And it's so, yeah. I mean, in, in your line of work, also in my line of work as a, a yeah. tribal belly dance instructor mm -hmm. and a coach, 
but yeah. to bring awareness back to the body. Because Absolutely. We, we get shut off. We get shut down. We get shut off. We, we are afraid to show up. You know, we're afraid to, uh, there's so many, I mean, that can go into a million different conversations right now. <laughs> you know, that could definitely, and somebody, you know, um, I, as a, somebody who danced Middle Eastern and Tunisian dance for many years on stage and did all those pieces, it was one of the, my gateways into like expanding my own body. So I know firsthand what you do is so important to move. Oh, and it's so incredible. It's so it incredible is. to see women look at themselves in the mirror and go, oh my God, look at, I have a body. <laughs> Seriously. And you're, you know, using an art form that is truly ancient and doing what you've done with it and infusing it into like um, an, uh, a vehicle for much more than just to look at for, right. you know, uh, as, a, as, as dance that, um, there is that little seeker part of me that's like, oh yeah, that was like, dance is one of my favorite ways to feel, you know, move that juicy energy. And I think a lot of, a lot more women are, are becoming more aware to like the importance of incorporating that physical movement um, as a vehicle to move their sexual energy and be in it without feeling like they're going to, you know, without feeling like necessarily they're they're going to be attracting unwanted sexual attention. Like you can still be in your sensuality without feeling like, um, you know, uh, people staring at you are going to want you sub uh, solely for sexual purposes. So. Right. Right. I'll, there, there's a great story. I'll never forget this too. This was such an important thing for me as a performer and a teacher. This was years and years and years and years ago in Portland but we did an outdoor festival and it happened to be fleet week and mm. a lot of the Navy guys were in town and it was, it's huge. It's a big event that happens in Portland. And so we were down on the waterfront and my troop, which at that time had several women, there's probably about eight women. And we also had a band of five men uh, playing that music for us. Mm. And as we started performing, there happened to be many drunk fellows in the audience. And they were starting to hoot and holler, right? You know, woohoo, belly dancers. And then all of a sudden they all went, oh my God, mm -hmm. this is powerful, yeah. feminine energy. This is not, mm -hmm. you know, this is not hooting and hollering stuff. And yeah. they all just sat down. <laughs> they just watched this performance. And I'm like, Wow. Now, now we're talking feminine power. You just gave me shivers, Paula. Yeah. I felt that like I, you took me back to the days of like spinning with the wind and the elements and just hearing beautiful Santor and just being, being present with like, um, just humanity and how you can actually speak in such a different, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And so lovely. And that, and that is definitely part of, you know, um, this journey that I, I've been on personally and why one of the reasons why I do what I do is because I know how potent it is to be able to like stand solid in your body and how right now more than anything, right. And right. through always really, you know, how do you actually navigate these um, beautiful waters with the bodies that you're in without, um, without like pushing people away? Like how do you relate with, people that you want to have connection with and how 
and people who identify as men. And if you're doing this like man woman dance, how do you navigate these waters and still be, um, you know, people who does who want to be desired like we want we want attention right we we want eyes on us we want to have connection with humanity and how do we do that in a way that is um is beautiful and honoring of everybody and sometimes downright just sexy like sometimes we want to get down too so there's this full range right there's this full range and like we shift so often so of course the best way to do it is to communicate, <laughs> like to learn how to how to really fine tune your communication skills, both verbal and um, I think the piece that we've missed out more and more, we're missing more and more, is how to navigate our bodies. Like how how do you know when somebody really wants you to come towards you? How do you know when somebody's like back off? And do we always have to say you know get away? Like learning these pieces, these fine tuning pieces, this is the art of sensuality. This is the art of, you know, seduction. This is the art of, um, you know, being charming and how do you navigate it all together? And there's not a lot of places that really teach you that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. There's some good, good lines in there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes where, you know, how do you not cross that line to this part and how do you, how do you combine that one with this one? And wow. That's good. So what? Okay. Oh, I have so many questions. Okay. (laughs) This is just, it's like, I wish I um, had brought a cup of tea in with me because we could have just sat and drank tea and I'm a tea in the afternoon person, coffee in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for you, so you've been through many, many jobs, many, many incarnations Mm -hmm. uh, as have I. And what is it about, I mean, you've said it a little bit, but what is it about what you're doing now that lights you up? Oh, I feel like I'm, that's such a good question because I think this is the question we should ask um, throughout our whole lives. What lights us up? That, that is such an important question. Um, Ultimately, what I'm noticing is that I... I see the pieces of all parts of my life like joining together and it's this natural flow where I don't have to push to, you know, to do it. But what lights me up more than anything is the feeling that, you know, that I'm being of service mm-hmm. and that this has truly been not just a 16 year journey of my own sexual emancipation and training and all these, and I call it sensual training very interesting but really like a testament of my life like I have been I can give you very specific moments in time where I've navigated who I was as a woman through my own life experiences around my sensuality around my sexuality Mm -hmm. around my relationships around how I've connected and I see them all and how they've really um you know, sewn together this tapestry. And so sharing those gifts, sharing those parts of myself um, brings me a lot of joy, but seeing the women and experiencing the women and some men, because I do work with men too, um, they just come towards me, right? They're, you know, they want, them, they want some too. And it's like, yeah. oh, sure, absolutely. Um, having the experience of feeling uh, another person's life getting better Uh and expanding in so many ways and that I mean 
hearing like for example there was one woman who was in my basic um central life course last spring and she um she's in portland she had a child and i met her like it was like this navigation through a facebook post and by the end of the five weeks you know she um i i give sensuality exercises and one of the things to, in the sensuality exercises is exploration of your genitals with a hand mirror. Mm-hmm. She had had a child. She, she was in, oh, older than me, and she had never actually looked at her genitals with a mirror, ever. And it was, for me, that alone was like, I've done enough. I've done so much. Um. In that moment, like I was so gratified by her experience of sharing that with other women and those women just holding that like space for her to be seen in this way and just share that that had happened. And it was like, hold on, we're going to celebrate this. Like, let's celebrate you because this is a big thing. And you would be surprised at how many people in this um, country, in this world have actually never done that. I, I I actually would not be surprised. Right. Okay. Maybe you're not going to be surprised. Maybe somebody listening, you're like, what? You've never looked. And for women in particular that, you know, we don't actually have um, our sexual uh, organs on the outside, you know, they're covered and stuff. It's more difficult to actually know that we have, you know, our life force energy is right right here and we should check it out sometimes. I, do, I mean, I do, I do feel, I do see, I can't, I mean, I've traveled around the world a lot, but I can't speak for other countries a lot, but it feels like American women do shut that part off, mm-hmm. you know, for, yeah. for so many number of reasons. Um, you know, there's the technological age of, of you know, not reaching out, not communicating, uh, and being and and turning in more and and not becoming aware of their bodies. I don't know if that made sense, but it totally um, makes sense. It's like I mean, there's a lot of pieces in our culture that really um, make it really shameful for people exactly. in general to actually look at their bodies. Yeah. And then there's a societal standard, right, that comes through um, just our social media, magazines, pornography, oh. um, other people's expectations. Um, and then just accessibility to, you know, more, um, more pieces online that make, have us questioning, are we okay down there? <laughs> like, is it like, do I look, is this different? Do people have, um, the same parts? You know, there's a woman in, in, uh, Portland and who actually had her, uh, work displayed at my event when I was up there, our Katie Brown, she uh, created the Volvo art project mm. and she's an amazing photographer. So I just want to give her a shout out for people Hi. listening in Portland. She's an incredible educator um, around, you know, this particular uh, piece around women's um, female anatomy and vulvas. And, you know, we had these photos up. They were like, there's about 50 different images of vulvas and it was so beautiful. Not one person in attendance at my three-day event went, ew. They're like, wow. Like, I think a lot of us were like, does mine look like that? Does mine look like that? Like, actually witnessing <laughs> and going, oh, wow. Like, that person is, you know, is mauve. Or that person has, 
pubic hair or that person doesn't like those little it seems like so funny to us thinking about this right like I think about this and to me it's like it's like matter of fact but I realize that to so many people out there this disconnection from Mm -hmm. the part of your body that is so crucial affects every part of your life like business I mean we and I'll tell you, it is very difficult to do business when you are not in connection mm-hmm. with this energy and, and loving all parts of yourselves, right? How can you show up fully present for anybody, anybody you're working with, if you're like, I only love this part of myself? Right. And this Truly. is the only part. This is the only part you get to see. <laughs> right. You only get to see this. And we'll do this for many reasons, right? We cut it off because... Um, because we're going to go out there. Are we going to be sexualized by our coworkers? Are we going to be judged um, if we're too sexy? If I wear a low cut top, will they just be staring at my breasts? If I put on too much lipstick, will they think I'm too too easy? Or they be looking at my lips? If I and there's all these questions that they may be even subconscious and not even um, you know we may not even go out, but we just you know I don't know. I'm pretty sure that most women do this. You put on your your armor, your invisible armor when you walk out the door because you're like, okay, look around, get the keys out, how many steps to my car. This is so present in our culture. And I'm like, how can you do that and just stand in in your pleasure to the point where that is your force field instead of like all the things that we're supposed to do, where that is your embodiment is your ticket to like, to knowing, to people know, hey, I'm not messing with that person. Yeah. Or I'm in that way. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I was just talking to someone else uh, recently and they were saying how they'd shut down so much that they would go out in public, but they would not want to be seen. Totally. Right. So they, so they put up an armor of invisibility. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can get that in, on certain days and times in certain moods when you're just like not in the mood to have a conversation or whatever. Yeah. But, but to be able to just walk out and I, I teach this so often with my clients and my dancers and, and as women, uh, you know, our belly, our womb, our, our uh, vagina, those are, that's our creative zone. Totally. That is our birthing place of not just humans, but of, you know, what we create in life. Absolutely. It is the, it is the creatrix of all things yeah. <laughs> beyond life, beyond reproductive health. It is that life force energy and it's inspiring. Oh. And, you know, interestingly enough, it's like we have heat cycles. People who, um, you know, are not, I, you know, identified necessarily at birth um, with female genitalia don't actually get heat cycles. So we are truly the the energy force for this planet. And I know if people are like, wait, no, but I, but I get turned on as a person with, you know, a penis. Well, yeah, you do. It's true. <laughs> and there is a, there is, there's a lot of energy. I mean, 5,000 years ago, we were worshiping, you know, the great goddess for a reason, because we definitely knew, and you can see it, it's proof in the, in, in our uh, archeological findings and, you know, through what we know that times are a lot different. People actually knew the power and the energy that came from, um, 
from women or people who identify as women with vulvas. It's like, it is so important to actually acknowledge that, mm-hmm. that how um, conditioning in society has changed to favor, you know, a different system. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately, um, we've really shut down those pieces, like even our connection to nature, you know, um, it's so masked because of technology. And so those are the little things that you can do to start understanding, you know, um, how to reconnect as a great business, business owner. I always say people like, Oh, how do you do, how do you do your business? I'm like, well, I go take a walk to the ocean or the redwoods. I take a bath. They're like, what? I'm like, I I can't even tell you how many business meetings I've had in my bathtub. (laughs) I love it. Oh yeah. For sure. It's like, people are like, well, don't you have to get all dressed up and like, go out. I'm like, well, sometimes I do. And for sure I do. And I make sure that we're, we are somewhere fun, like chocolate or <laughs> having tea or because experience to me is more important than the outcome. Oh, like, I love that. you know, um, if you can release the outcome, it's kind of like, kind of like, um, like orgasm, orgasm, as it's known is so goal oriented. Like we got to get to the climax. That's how it could be in business. Like we got to get to the money, right? We got to get to the end. Uh-huh. When you start to like reposition yourself around your, your pleasure without goal orientation and the only goal is fun and um, a wonderful experience. Then I just wrote that down. That's yeah. a bumper sticker. I swear. Yeah. Experience is more important than the outcome people. Do it. It's true. Really it's true. Okay. It's like, because those are, it is our experiences, right? That really, well, it, and it's being present. Right. We remember the experience. Yeah. We remember the journey, the outcome. We don't always remember what happened, but we do remember the experience because experience comes from like how our body's responding. Mm. Love it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, letting go, letting go of that uh, the outcome inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom, I think, is the best out of the goal and making the journey and the experience the most important thing in your life. And it truly is a place that um, that creates the joyous moments and the memories. And I think that, I mean, that's that's a huge thing to think about when you think about the, the sexual experience, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not just that outcome. <laughs> Right. I mean, some of the best experience when we talk about, um, you know, our sex lives. And so I just want to make sure it's like, I love sex. I love sexuality. It is a huge part of what I teach about. And I teach it from a pleasure-based viewpoint. You know, oftentimes we live in, I don't, can I swear? (laughs) We live in a a fuck-oriented culture, which is very goal-oriented. And it's very much based in this, like, one way of experiencing our sexuality, which is based in this like heterosexual normative model of what's called normal is penis and vagina sex, which is beautiful. And it's also very limiting for our culture, for women, because of just our physiological makeup. There's no pressure sensitive nerve endings inside of our vaginas. So it's like asking a man to like have a climax by batting his balls back and forth is, you know, expecting a woman to have this climax just through penis and vagina 
um, you know, kind of sex. There's so many other experiences. And like we just said, it's about the experience. And if so, if women are being left with like less than gratifying experiences, they are remembering that. <laughs> They're remembering it. And um, it's becoming really more and more um, prevalent in our culture to, you know, start to ask questions. Like it really, is this the best model that we got around our sexuality? Ask questions. You know, the, right. The clitoris itself was like kept out of textbooks or wasn't really discovered again till like 1998 in its entirety, like the entire, um, you know, facets of what the clitoris was, you know, we thought it was just this little tiny tip of the iceberg for the longest time. And before that, many, you know, um, scientific textbooks was actually just thrown out. Okay. So there's a lot to learn. We're only in, you know, 2018. So, you know, 30 years down the road, 30 years of, you know, research, um, doesn't, I mean, such a short amount of time, but there has been significant research, scientific research and, um, and research in neuroscientists science that really shows that, um, you know, the potential, human potential of, especially for people with clitorises, to experience orgasm is far more than 12 seconds in, or 12 contractions in 10 seconds. So I teach about that. (laughs) (laughs) And so if you could do that in the bedroom, could you imagine like taking that kind of model of, you know, having pleasure in business in that model where you're never satiated, you're always gratified in everything you do. And that's how I run my business. I run my business in that way. So the things I do around my business are always based in, is it fun? You know, what do I desire in, in this interaction with, you know, these women and, um, you know, how can it be better? Not like how can it get good? Because I start from good. How does it get any better than this? I say that all the time. I know. I you love know? it. And so those are like the three real main foundations of um, how I, I live my life. So that's the other part. My life is not separate than my job. Mm-hmm. I, you know, how I live my life really um, is part of. And I go through the same things that other women go through. They're like, oh, you know. You and your husband must never fight. You and your kid must get along. I'm like, okay, I live in this this body on this planet, <laughs> all these extraneous pieces. And, you know, I have all similar experiences or similar um, occurrences come up that I get to, like, actually look at from a different point of view. It's like, well... So I'm faced with this. Like we have to pay this $2,000 tax bill next month. How am I going to pay it? How can I make it as fun as possible to pay this? (laughs) Right. You know, so, right. So those are the pieces. You can sit and bitch about it and where is that going to get you, right? Right, right, right. And so these are the pieces that I think that, you know, where, where do you want to um, go with, with where you put your attention and it's like driving a car how many times have you been in a car and somebody cuts you off and you're like and like you take all those good feelings that you've had built and you waste them on an experience that really wasn't worth it so I even look at those little things that seemingly don't um 
you know, that are everyday occurrences. And instead I actually, I turn, I have a playlist and I just, I stick with my playlist in the car. I don't even, I'm aware, but, um, I used to be a, like, um, God damn it. Er, you know, but I can't, I can't do that anymore because okay. I, you don't know what that person's been going through. No, you don't I mean, know. That's, that's the other way to look at it. It's mm -hmm. like, you don't know what's happening. To them. Right. Right. And so it's like, I, I, I have more compassion and I have, um, a greater sense of awareness, you know, through the past 16 years by understanding my body. It's like, I can actually feel other people's energy and I understand and I can empathize. And, um, you know, that is a, that is a great tool to have a skill to have as a business owner and not to like, you know, be like, Oh, I could feel that they're, you know, they're feeling like this. Let me calm them. But like, Hey, it gives us a, a greater sense of humanity and that we really, you know, we really are connected and it gives you a, a great sense of self-worth knowing that you are embodied, that you can actually feel and receive somebody else's energy. That's a good leader. And that's a, that's a good businesswoman or business person is when you can empathize and you can be compassionate and still stand in your worth as a, as a woman. And I have all three for sure. And I will brag about that because, you know, I want other, I want other women to freaking do that too. You know, women like, Oh, I don't, how did you get there? I'm like, I kept my eyes on the prize and I said yes a lot. I said yes to the things I wanted to. And I also said no to the things that didn't feel like they were going to be fun. That's the thing. Yeah. That's definitely the way. <sighs> yeah. You know, be, be present, be in the moment, be aware, be connected, have fun. Mm. Do the things that light you up every day. Mm -hmm. Take good care of yourself. Yep. And what is that? It's the ripple effect. It just spreads the love around even more, right? Right. Absolutely. And in, in that, in that being said, there is a balance, which at first you were asking, how did you, you know, get into your niche? Well, I was, I have to recognize and acknowledge that like, sometimes I'm so flowy and so in the moment and so creative, <laughs> you know, that doesn't always, work. it can work very well for business women. And there's also, um, I've learned to actually ask for support. Nice. In, areas, yes. in the areas that I don't, um, I don't quite navigate as, you know, the, as much, which, um, like creating a funnel, I know how to do it. I know it gives me a little bit of structure, like in, you know, when we talk about creating a funnel, like mm -hmm. how people kind of find you and get into your programs and stuff like that. If you are an entrepreneur and that's your avenue, like I am. And, um, I had to learn all those things, but I, it was not my forte, um, building a website, um, making systems happen, all these pieces that I've learned to do, but I would say are not in my zone of genius. <laughs> I am learning as I become more and more confident and grow my business over the years to actually ask for support and pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> that is a great tip. You know, because we all have our specialties. We all have our degrees of, of experience of what we do. Someone else is going to do that with much more love and affection and knowledge so that you can do the brilliant work that you do. Right? Absolutely. And, and that's the way it should really go, you know, with, um, 
with the flow of things. And in, if you look at it from a different point of view, like how can I support other women in business to shine their, get, you know, their light and, you know, receive and give their gifts so that my life gets better. We all get better when we come together in community. And this is that community aspect, Paulette, that I know, you know, very well. And this is not a one woman show. You know, I did not get here because of just me. <laughs> it is, it has been, um, about community and connection with, you know, with other women and men and any, any other sexual identification that I've come into connection with. I cannot do this alone because I would be exhausted and that would be going against everything that I'm teaching. Well, and not only do you not want to do it that way because you'd be exhausted, but when you get those connections, you have even more fun. Totally. That is, why do you want to do it alone? Absolutely. It is so, you know, I always say this to, um, to the people I work with, you know, we're always striving for like oneness, right. In higher states of, I want to get to like, you know, one with my everybody. And I'm just like, you know, that's really freaking boring. Like once you get up there, what are you going to do? <laughs> like it is lonely at one. The party is right below Nirvana, all that. And I'm in the party. I love it. The party is right below Nirvana. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. It is. And it's, it's one that like, it's one that I've said publicly many times. And like when it's appropriate, it is, it's truly, cause we all want to be blissed out and you know, in a heightened state of orgasm, we feel like we are very close to being in yeah. to Nirvana. We can't, we can go into those states of oneness, right? I don't really get spiritual with, you know, a very physical act. Although that could be a byproduct of pleasure, you know, we're not going to, that is just a, a vehicle and an avenue for uh, energetic flow. So you have to like consider all possibilities, but really it's like, just as, you know, when you're surrendered to that state of being, it, it is like a, it is a party. People call it a party in your pants for a reason. <laughs> Seriously, it is. <laughs> Imagine taking that energy and just having that brilliance in, um, in all parts of your life, you know, taking that, level of awareness and that beauty and that exquisite connection and sharing it with other people. And so that, that is the key. You don't want to keep it all to yourself. Like right. it's right. so fun to, you know, when, when we get together and you know, you come into your community of women, it's like you light up. It's like, it's ignited and it's so fun. You want to be that all the time. You want to be that all the time. And there's different levels of like some, we want, you know, there's those times where we want to kind of like come inward, but that energy doesn't go away. Right. Like it doesn't that, mean you don't need to be lit up. It's just, is it lit up in a different kind of way? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, it's a good to acknowledge those pieces, like where you need to, I mean, I, I'm extroverted for the most part. Like I love being around people. I, I I'm, never would have known that. I know. I like to, I like <laughs> to be, be yeah, but I love to, you know, I, I love to curl up and read books and paint and I need that inward time because it feeds my, um, it just feeds me feeds you. and it feeds who I am. And it, it like I do, it's part of my own sensual exploration because, um, if I didn't have that, like I would, I would constantly be out there, out there and that could be exhausting. 
-hmm. that could be exhausting. So I was like, you know, creating those spaces, even for five minutes. And this is what I tell women, you know, use, use that time really to explore your senses. Um, you know, this is a part of my daily life. So I, you know, teach women about how to actually do that in their own lives instead of making it, you know, there's a big movement around self care and doing all these things. It's like, instead of making this like an afterthought or afterthought, like gotta, you know, gotta get my self care in. I just, I don't even call it that anymore. I've actually started to change my curriculum around this because I realized that, um, we have to get, have an excuse to take care of ourselves by calling it self care. It's like, well, what if, you know, we gave our permissions ourself permission to actually, you know, create a business and this is our normal state of being instead like pleasure, loving, um, taking care of our daily pieces is right. just who we are. And so the things that are self care are, Hey, let's go out, take some of this energy that we've just, you know, we're living by and, and then produce mm-hmm. using that as a fuel to produce rather than producing, 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 getting exhausted and having to go back and then, then get self care. Right. Like that to me is, um, that's almost, that is a very, that is a very modern day mm-hmm. patriarchal kind of mentality, which is. Um, we we're so used to, and I was growing up, work, 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 and have two weeks of vacation. So you fry, so you burn. So you fry, and we're teaching our kids this, and we're teaching our, you know, people this, um, especially women. We're teaching women how to do this. We've got to work to get ahead, and work to work extra hard, and we also have all these other roles that really haven't diminished, you know. So we're putting all these hats on. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a cook. I'm a taxi cab driver. I'm a house cleaner. I'm a homeschool mom. Uh, you know, I'm a sex goddess. I'm I'm fucking everything. That's right. <laughs> like, that's right. That's that song. You know, it's like I'm every woman. It's like Whitney Houston was totally right on, right? You know, rest in peace, Whitney. You know, she. We are every woman. We feel this. We're like, it is exhausting, and so why not just shift that around? Why not just be, be in our natural state of being, which is completely sensing, beautiful, honoring, loving, and then go out from that point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to change the world. And this is the time. This is the time. This is it. There's no other time. There's no tomorrow. You know, the past is just a lie. Tomorrow never comes. All there is is right now. So better hop on board. Start having some fun. Cause don't you don't want to miss the party train? Cause it is fun. Cause we're gonna stay on that train. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's more fun doing it with your sisters, you know, and your brothers, brothers, and your yeah. lovers. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's just so good. It's so juicy, just like you. Yeah. So Paula, good. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate you and and everything that you bring into our community, our business community. And in Portland, I mean, I totally spy on you. <laughs> and I listen to your, your Facebook lives, and I really appreciate um, the things that you've done in, in the dance world, which is huge, and a very near and dear part to my life, and part of my extended community, you know, it's like it's a huge part of my life, so I really appreciate that, and, um, and I appreciate you. Likewise, darling. And I so appreciate you taking the time to be here with us in Heart and Hustle Land. Yep, thank share you. Share your, your story, which is amazing. And to see the beautiful work that you're bringing to the world, that you're bringing to women 
and men and the exploration and the pleasure and the awareness and the feeling, the feeling. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah. There's not a lot of places that really teach courses or have programs that do that. And, um, you know, people are like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I think I just be, I be Lucia. <laughs> All right. So, and I my friends out you. there in heart and hustle land, thanks for being with us today. I'd love to know what you think about our conversations today. If you have any questions, I'm sure Lucia would be really happy to answer them. Um, I will of course attach all her, her connections, her info, places to find out what she's doing and what she's teaching next. And she does have a retreat coming up in Italy. Sicily, yeah, November 3rd through the 10th, 2018. So it's, a, it's pretty close by, but I also have a, have a six month course coming up starting in December. So fantastic. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of different pieces coming up, but yeah, I can't wait to go to my ancestral homeland. And Lots of good stuff. Very All right, Dron. Well, thank you so much for, for being you. here with me. Thank you everybody for being here. I am Paulette Ristini. Movement, momentum, and magic is my way of living and coaching and, and being. And um, until we meet again, much pleasure to all of you. Yeah, have fun. <laughs>